Hey friend, before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast, but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time-consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at elizabethmccravey.com slash record. Now here's the episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Today, I'm sharing a really specific way that you can stay top of mind to a potential client and ultimately book even more clients by doing this. This is a short episode, right around 20 minutes, and we're going to get right to it. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Elizabeth McCravey and you're listening to the Breakthrough Brand Podcast. Each week, I'll bring you workshop style trainings that teach you how to stand out online, design success from the inside out and create a breakthrough business. It's time to turn viewers into raving fans and design the business and life of your dreams. I'm so excited you're here. All right, guys, we're going to kick off this episode with a story, which I don't do often enough. So the story relates to the topic today, and I'm sure it's a story you can relate to as well. So I still remember distinctly two summers ago, I was looking to book a photographer while my husband and I were going to be at the beach with friends, and I wanted to do a branding photo shoot and get some photos of me and Adam together. And I was super unfamiliar with the area, so my search for a photographer was done through like you know, looking at Instagram. Instagram, hashtags, Pinterest, Google, literally just searching everywhere for someone with a style I liked. And I filled out the contact form of around five different photographers. And I'm sure you've been there. They all started to kind of blend together after looking over so many websites for like 30 minutes or so. So I finished my reaching out, filling out the contact form time, knowing that hopefully one of them will be available for the dates I asked for and at the right price point. So I look in my inbox and And one of the photographers had already emailed me uh, literally within a minute or two of when I had filled out her contact form. And it was an automated email confirming that she got my message and also sharing some other details that we're going to talk about in this episode. But it was an automated email. And she was the only one that had one. And each of the other photographers, you know, they replied at various times over the next few days. But you know who I was getting to know in the meantime. I was getting to know the woman who had the automated email. And that's who I ultimately ended up booking. And I'm sure you've been there too. You know, we contact, say like five plus wedding photographers all at once, or maybe you're trying to find a designer for your website and you reach out to 10 people who you all found on Google. And again, they all start to blend together. Or maybe it's the hunt for a copywriter, a life coach, a business coach, a marketing consultant, an event planner. Like I could go on and on. What Whatever it is you're searching for, you often reach out to more than one person at the same time. 
But we often think about our business as if every lead we get is only thinking of us when that is so not the case. So you know who gets remembered between the contact form and them hearing back from you with a personalized response. It's the one who replies first. And yes, even if the reply is automated, sometimes especially if it's automated, because let's be real, we're not sitting on our computers all day in our inbox, hopefully not at least because we have businesses to run. So the person who uh, does the automated email gets remembered, and they have a leg up on everyone else. So in this episode, I'm going to briefly tell you first why you need to do an automated touch point after the initial inquiry, um, which I think you already get that that story kind of explains it. So we won't spend much time on that. And then we're going to spend the rest of our time on some ideas for exactly what you should include in this email and kind of how to set it up. So uh, this is going to save you so much time and really get the conversation started with a potential client to turn them into a real client quicker. All right, so I have three fast reasons why you need automated reply after your contact form. So first reason, like I just said, it keeps you top of mind and sets you apart from the possibly five to 10 other people that they just contacted. So it is every business's dream for customers to make the buying decision, make the booking you decision quicker. So why not start the process immediately? And by immediately, I really do mean as soon as they open up the conversation about you every like day that passes because you're, you know, maybe they email you on a Friday evening and you're not going to be back in your inbox till Monday. That is time lost where you could have been letting them get to know you as a business and letting them fall in love with you uh, as a business. So the second reason it helps them start to fall in love with you now before you even get to your computer to reply. And I also think it helps us have a nice grace period mentally on responding because again, like that example I just gave of if they email you on a Friday evening and you really do try to take time off of the inbox um, over the weekends. I know I do. Um, I don't respond to emails on the weekends and uh, we'll get back to the Monday. So it's nice to know like, okay, that person reached out to me. They're really excited and I know they're going to get an email kind of telling them some next step stuff before I'm able to send a personalized response, which again, I'm going to get into what is in that email, but it takes that piece of it out for us. It gives us some leeway on responding. The third thing, it helps set expectations and professionalism around your brand. So uh, you can show up from the get-go as being professional, memorable, and so many other things. And the person reaching out to you wants a good client experience and a fast response is going to be part of that. And also, I think sometimes we think of the client experience as only starting once the contract is paid or once the invoice is paid and the contract is signed. Uh, You know, that's technically the starting point, but I like to, in my business, think of the customer journey as starting at this point when the customer reaches out to you on your contact form. Um, In a lot of ways, you could say it even starts when they first discover you before that, but especially at this point when you're able to start communicating with them as well. So those are three reasons. And I've done this automated email thing practically the whole time I've had my business. Um, if you heard me talk in the past about um, the CRM I used, Upsado, I mean, I started using that super early on. And even going back to when I was only doing website design and branding, I still do this today. 
And I'm telling you, I really do think it increases bookings and it moves the process along quicker to where there's less time in the, they are a potential client and a real client. It really shortens that gap. And so when I have people ask me, um, you know, hey, Elizabeth, I get ghosted a lot by potential clients when the client reached out to me first and they don't reply when I ask them to set up a call. One of the first things I ask is, did you have a post contact form email that automated to them? And typically the answer is no. And I think what is happening there in a lot of cases is they reached out to you. They reached out to five other people. You didn't respond for four days and now you're asking them to schedule a call and they don't even remember who you are, unfortunately. I think that's often the case. And so this is going to help you not get ghosted at that point uh, in the client experience. Okay, so now let's get into how to set this up, what to include, all of that good stuff. So how to do it. I recommend using a tool like Dubsado, which you guys, again, have heard me talk about this podcast. I love Dubsado. uh, And it's a CRM that's going to help you do this that really is great for setting up contact forms and so many other things in your business. So you cannot do this sort of thing I'm talking about with a standard form, like contact form and show it or Squarespace or wherever your website is. In most cases, I know it's not true with show it. But in Dubsado, you can set up the form And then follow my directions in episode 48 of this podcast. So scroll back a little bit and listen to that one. But I talk about in that episode, what should go in your contact form. So I'm not going to rehash that here. Um, But if you're wondering, like what makes a good contact form, that episode's for you. So listen to that one, set up your contact form with Dubsado and use that episode to like guide you on what questions to ask. And on that contact form, I'd recommend doing this, how you're going to do the workflows to send an automated email, do a drop down menu with options for them as the potential client to tell you why they are reaching out. And I always recommend, you know, having some of those options be your main services and then one them being a more generalized option for if it's like, hey, I'm not reaching out about your service. I'm reaching out to maybe invite you on my podcast to ask you this other random question about your business to tell you how much I loved that email you sent, whatever it is. Um, So you want to have that as an option as well. But the drop down's key here in Dubsado because the drop down is what allows you to turn it into a customized workflow. Okay, so a great example of some menu options. Um, I'm going to use one as an example. If you're a life coach or a business coach or some kind of consultant, some options for your drop down could be one on one coaching group coaching. So like maybe if you have a group coaching program, whatever the name of that is, and then have an option that says a general question or media inquiry. Okay. So like three options is plenty. Uh, Another example, if you are a fellow designer like myself, um, you know, maybe list out like what are your main services? So maybe you do three things. You do brand design, website design, and branding and website design together as a package. You could list out all three of those and then do an option that says literally it could say something else. Uh, I have a question about something else or general inquiry, however you want to phrase it. For a really long time, those were my options. I had brand design, website design, branding and website design together. And then I had an option that said I'm reaching out about something else. And again, I'm sending a customized response after depending on what they select there. So by getting specific to what this potential client is wanting in the drop down, you can tailor the follow up email to relate to that. So 
If there's a specific question, let's say, that you're asked every single time about that service, you can also include the answer to that question in the follow-up email and like literally answer it before they've even asked it, which is really cool. So in Dubsado, here's how you'll do it. And this is similar to if you have another CRM, you're going to apply a workflow to each of those drop-down options. And I recommend like naming the workflow to match what the option is so that you can keep it all straight and organized because organization is key in this stuff. And then you'll set the work workflow to send an email to the person after they submit the form with their answer. And I like to do the automated email to just send immediately. Um, you could also do a delay if you wanted to, but I feel like everyone knows it's an automated email. Might as well send it immediately. You could also wait and time it till a little later though. And I'm going to link in the show notes for this to an article from Dubsado's help doc on how to do this. So if you're like wanting step-by-step, step, you can go to that. And if you're curious about Dubsado and you want to give it a try, I am an affiliate of theirs. They've actually sponsored this podcast in the past. So you've probably heard me mention them, but you can use the code Elizabeth 30 to get 30% off your subscription and also get a free trial, which highly recommend the free trial. It is no credit card required and you can get a flavor for like how this works and play around with it and see like, do I like this? And then you can move to paid if you like it and use that 30% off code. And uh, yeah, so I'll link to that too in the show notes as well. Now let's get onto the fun stuff. What to include in your follow-up emails. So now you know how to set it up. Now you know why it's important. Now let's talk about like how you're going to say top of mind to potential clients in this email. So a first big tip I'd give for what you are saying in the email is to make it specific to the service they reached out about. That's why the drop down form thing is really important. If you only have one service and one option, then you could just do one email that gets sent no matter what they select or not do a drop down even. But I like doing it specific to the service and not generic because then it gives even more of a personalized touch. So if you have multiple ways to work with you, or if you are someone who has a podcast or creates content that people might be like asking you about, then this becomes really important as well. Okay, so some important elements. The first thing, this isn't really an exact element, but more of a way of speaking. I would say show your personality a little bit. This does not have to feel like the way we might think of automated emails is bland and boring. You can be friendly. Um, I like to always thank people for reaching out and like knowing that every potential customer or client is a gift and something to be grateful for. So like say that you're excited that they want to work with you. Like that's not weird to say. And for me personally, I'm someone that uh, I would say I have an enthusiastic brand. Like that's how I think of my template shop and everything. And I know many of you guys are the same. And I like to show that here. And um, hilariously, I'm also the kind of person where if I get an email from someone that does not use at least one explanation point, but it like should be a positive email, I might worry that you're mad. So that's why I'm like, my emails often start with thanks so much for reaching out. I'm really excited about the potential to work with you. Like I use that kind of language and truly mean it in the automated email. So that's the first tip. Show your personality. Like if you, you know, this doesn't have to be formal. Um, and especially to many of you who are doing very personalized work in your businesses, like you are a photographer, you're a coach, you're a consultant of sorts, and people are working directly with you. Like let them see a little bit of who you are by the way you write in this email. Okay. The second thing, 
thing. I love this one. Set expectations about when you're going to reply. So I like to word this like you can expect a personalized reply from me within and then say the timing. So this is helpful because a weird thing you guys might experience this as well, but I've experienced this a lot lately is that sometimes people email me whether it's on the contact form or a direct email. And it might be like a Saturday morning, but they're expecting a remediate response like as if it were texting. And I like to go ahead and try to work with that if that's someone's um, expectation. And so I say in it that I don't respond to emails on the weekend. And these are the specific hours you can expect a response within. Um, So if that's something you deal with the people being like, wait, why haven't you responded yet? It might be good to include that here. Um, So you know, do you take the weekends off from the inbox? What are the business hours and your time zone that they can expect to reply in? Um, Those are really great things to include. And I'm going to read you guys the way I word this in, um, I think it's in most of the workflows that come with my contact form. So please don't copy me here, um, but use what I'm saying, you know, as an example of how this can be helpful. So I say, I can't wait to dive into your question. I will get back to your question within 48 business hours. We do not respond to emails over the weekends or holidays. So if you're emailing, then please be patient for our reply. So that's how I phrase it. Um, And I say we, because I do have someone else on the team who also responds to email. So that's something important here is set an expectation about when they'll get a personalized response from you, or even like, what's the next step? Like, that's another thing. If the next step is a is not for you to respond to them, but maybe this automated email covers everything, then maybe tell them what the next step for them is. Maybe they need to schedule a call with you. Maybe they need to go to this other application. Whatever it is that the next step is, point them to that. Uh, the third thing, point them to resources to interact with in the meantime. So this is where that whole concept I said of falling in love with you and staying top of mind really happens. So do you have a resource related to the offer they reached out to you about? Maybe link to that and tell them a reason why they should click it. Um, Get them to go to your website and stay on there longer. So for example, in my business, if someone reaches out to me about website templates, the automated email will mention one of my website pages. That's the all things show it page. And I think it also mentions my showcase page, which is the page that shows tons of different people's websites in action. So both of those kind of play a role of like, FAQ page type stuff. And so I say on there, if you haven't checked out those pages, go check them out. And you guys, people do click and go to those pages from that email. Uh, I also link in that email to the shop page again, which is probably where they came from on my website before contacting me. So that encourages people to go back to my website and keep exploring the template more, the template shop more while they wait on my response. So like, what is that for you in your business? Like, do you have an FAQ page? Do you have a portfolio page? maybe that you can link people to, to again, like fall in love with your work while they're waiting. Um, Do you have a really helpful blog post that's going to educate them on the topic they reached out to you about? Like you guys who are in the wedding industry, for example, create like a cornerstone piece of content that you're going to direct potential clients to in this email that can be like a blog post, a page on your website, whatever you want, but something like that. Um, It really encourages people to like go back to your website and also just providing valuable content in general at this point really shows professionalism and shows that you care. And the last thing you guys, there are only four things here. Um, Again, make this your own, but I have four things I want to share with you. The fourth one, 
get them to follow you on social media. So I mentioned doing this in episode 62, which is about your email welcome sequence. So if you have email marketing in your business, definitely listen to that one because that intro email is super important, um, as is this one. There are two completely different types of emails, though, because this one is someone who has like raised their hand and said, I'm interested in working with you, whereas an email welcome sequence, someone has just said, I'm interested in this freebie or signing up for whatever it is. So I talk about that in this episode, but when someone has just decided to interact with you via email, via a form on your website. However, they are at their prime for wanting to get to know you and your business better. So this is an excellent time to get them to interact with you on social media. And I recommend don't don't overdo it, but maybe pick like one to two platforms and tell them to go interact with you there and link to it. You know, you could have your know, other social media icons maybe in the footer of the email. Um, I know many of us in our email signatures do that, but I'm saying like directly say in the copy you're writing, like go follow me on Instagram, like here's what you'll get there. Um, for me, I link to... so. Instagram as the social media, because that's where I hang out the most. And I say, you know, I say like, you know, that it's going to be a little bit till you get a personalized response. And then I say, until then, come hang out with me on Instagram to stay up to date on all things design, because that would be what someone would get if they reached out about like, say, website templates. So uh, and people really do go follow from there. Like I can see a direct correlation because I will get an email that someone filled out my contact form from Dubsado. And then I will go on Instagram a couple hours later and see that same person has now followed me um, in a interacted with a post, whatever it might be. So it really is a powerful way to get people to like go to all the other places where they can interact with you besides just the inbox. So that's it, you guys. Um, Those are the four ways. I'm going to recap them again, just to kind of give you a list so you can think about when you're writing this. And again, this is different than an email welcome sequence. This is just one email. And then after that, in most cases, the goal is that you will write them a personalized email whenever you're back in your inbox again, within the time frame you told them to expect an email from you within, or you're giving them another next step. So here are the things to include. Show your personality. Uh, Like I said, this is not formal. Many of you are personal brand businesses. So like show your personality um, and let them go ahead and get to know you a little bit in that way. Set expectations about when you'll reply. So saying, you know, here's our business hours in the time zone, or, you know, you can expect a reply to me within this amount of time. Uh, Third thing, point them to resources to interact with in the meantime that are helpful and are directly relating to whatever they reached out about. And the last thing, get them to follow you on social media. And I'd recommend picking like just one platform that you use the most and directing them there. Um, so that's it, you guys. I hope this is helpful and I hope you'll you'll go add this to your business. And I really do think you will see yourself staying top of mind amongst a sea of competitors um, when a potential client's choosing who to work with. Uh, and you'll just start that amazing client experience from the very first interaction versus waiting until later. So hope this helps you guys. Um, again, the Dubsado coupon code Elizabeth30 if you do want to check out Dubsado. And I'll link to that in the show notes and also have this written out for you guys in a blog post that goes with this episode linked in the show notes. If you need to like reread to refresh, no need to take notes. Uh, and I hope this was helpful. I'll be back next week with another episode. Bye, you guys. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast this week, friend. I appreciate you being here. And hey, if you enjoyed this episode, I want to tell you about something. I would encourage you to check out my website template shop over on elizabethmccravey.com. You'll find show it website templates and they are easy to use, strategically designed and created to help you book more clients and customers. Maybe your current website is really boring. I don't know. Maybe it is. And maybe you don't want to hurt its feelings, but you know, it's true. And your website needs to be strategically and intentionally designed in order for it to convert your viewers into raving customers. And that's what these website templates do on MShop. These are pre-made website templates built for the ShowIt platform where you can plug and play your content into the template with ease and then get started with a website that is made to actually make you money. Isn't that what we all want, right? So go shop the templates at elizabethmccravey.com shop. That link is also in the show notes. And don't forget that you can actually subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening so that you never miss an episode. And I would so appreciate it if you left a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts or even just share it with a friend. It's a great way to support the show and then give us your feedback. So thanks so much for listening.